Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. It's your host James, and as always, here to give you guys more of the greatness. Uh, so let's just jump right in. So today we're going to talk about a few things. I wanted to talk about, um, you know, digital movie transitions, whether theaters should still be around or uh, how you ever feel about that. I wanted to talk about games as a service, DLC, episodic content, things of that sort. I also wanted to talk about why we should appreciate Xbox Series X a little bit more. And uh, firstly, I would like to bring up uh, something that uh, is a little weird as it happened on the uh, spooky, spooky day of Friday the 13th. Um, The weirdest thing that you have ever witnessed. So um, this definitely what happened with me on Friday uh, definitely has to take the cake for the weirdest thing that I've ever uh, witnessed. So I was uh, having, <laughs> I was having, uh, I guess you want to call it early dinner because it was right after work, and I usually like to kind of go to a little spot, pick up something simple, especially on a Friday, and just go park somewhere and just eat and just kind of, you know, just think about my whole week, you know. And uh, I was parked over in this little industrial park area and nice shaded area, just enjoying my my meal. And what was really weird was this uh, this truck pulled up behind me. Now, for the most part, I don't really question uh, motives of people unless there's not a lot of people around. Then it's kind of like, okay, I have to keep my eye on you because I'm not quite sure what you'd be up to. Because um, especially with me, like I, I look out for little hidden spots and nooks and stuff because I like to be left alone. You know, that's part of the reason why I don't take my food home because I want to be left alone. I don't want anybody asking me for fries or a bite of my burger. <laughs> so, um as I was uh, sat over in the corner and I'm enjoying my meal and whatever, uh, it it was super crazy because this white truck pulled up behind me and they proceeded to get out and unload uh, a bunch of broken bricks. Now, they just started tossing these broken bricks onto the sidewalk. I didn't know they were bricks when I first saw them doing it. Um, I was a little perturbed that they were littering and that they were making a ruckus and, and just being obnoxious. And, I, you know, like I thought, like, why can't you guys just go to a dump or go to a, a local bin somewhere? Because uh, there's bins everywhere around here and just toss them in the bin. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. But they really felt the need to, uh, you know, put all their bricks over on the sidewalk. And it just kind of annoyed me. But for the most part, it was weird. So that's uh how I ended my week on Friday the 13th. So hopefully you guys had a really eventful Friday the 13th. Maybe uh, you guys stayed in to keep the bad luck away. Or, you know, if you're like me and don't believe in that sort of thing, maybe you just had just another day. So um, one thing that I wanted to bring up, because I know the uh, new systems have have come out and everybody's raging and, and, and talking about how awesome these systems are. Um, with the exception with of, you know, and I always get upset when I see people report on this, like, you know, you get people who, who randomly report, oh, my, you know, my, my broken or my failed PS5, the story. It's like, how about you not tell me a story about that and you just send it into customer service? I mean, like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you're doing it for clicks. You want, you want clickbait. You want people to, re- you want, you basically want to give people a, a grounded understanding of how systems can or cannot, you know, uh, be, you know, useful. 
and you 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 just i don't know like i just feel like it's a rub in the wrong direction like i just i don't i i really get upset when i see stuff like that it's like dude just go turn in the one that's broken get you a new one and just have an awesome time how about you focus on the good time that there is to have instead of this this one one for one circumstance you know cuz it's not like X, it's not like microsoft with the whole red ring of death like if there was if there was a lot of reporting in that manner then that's something to pay attention to but just a random for clickbait it's it's i don't know it's a little reaching but i kind of wanted to focus on microsoft for a bit because you know like i i know that you know the the uh pre-notion is that microsoft is going to fail to gain any kind of ground or traction in this uh the, you know they they call them console wars but truly we've walked away from the war because as these corporations know there's enough money to be made hand over fist all they have to do is just what appeals to the you know the ecosystem of gamers you know they they don't care it, you know what what's funny is that their biggest benefit is the is the gamers who are willing to spend their dollars regardless of any way that they are living you know in society you know you could be a person who doesn't have a lick of food in the refrigerator but you're willing to go and get a system uh from one of these manufacturers and they could care less um but you know to go back on the lighthearted side of this i think we have to just stop you know thinking that this is a us versus them or 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 them versus them because we're not really game manufacturers but you know like microsoft is not going to be any less of a reputable company because playstation 5 is successful i do believe microsoft is going to be successful in their own right they are going to create games that people want to play and they are going to be another option to play um particular games now the one thing that i do believe microsoft should be um regarded for is the factor of their community building they they have been able to foster um and grow uh, a, a really substantial community and that's something that i don't believe sony has been able to grasp for as many years as they have been dominant in the gaming market they haven't been able to to really put you know a, a hold on how we as gamers connect to one another but Microsoft has that in spades. And the one thing that I think that my, that uh, Sony might not want Microsoft to do is get a really good hold on how to create really good games. Um, but I was thinking, you know, one one day and I, I was saying to myself, self. Microsoft doesn't make bad games. Now, I think what it is, is it's us as gamers because us as gamers have become so complacent we've been we, we've become so complacent and we're asking we don't realize we're asking but we're, we're literally asking for the same exact thing every single time it's just that that's the nature of, of the beast we're asking for the same exact thing microsoft is launching and they're going to, you know, for the most part, they're going to lean on their third party uh, partnerships. You know, but their but their heavy emphasis is definitely going to be on their substantial library, because like a lot of smart gamers, you're not going to just toss out the, uh, you know, the baby with the bathwater. You know, the PS4 and the Xbox One games don't mean less because the new generations here. You just transition the generation so that you can 
play on your current system until something else noteworthy comes out. Now, I now I, I honestly believe, and I'm not forecasting anything here because I'm not a game analyst or nothing like that, but I think I think that you know Sony's claim to fame and dominance is staying in the safe lane. It's basically refining the things that their uh, that their customers are complacent with, the things that they've become accustomed to, the things that make them feel like nothing ever changed. And Microsoft, more times than not, is willing to step out and create new things. And I think that that's what we should be aligning our focus on is that as gamers, we should be really focused on the new innovations that can and should exist. I think that I think that these game companies are giving there. I think these game companies are giving too much credit to the generations that allowed them to flourish. And I don't think that they're giving enough room for the generations to come. Can you imagine if the uh, the let's remember when the Xbox came out and it had the connect, right? I don't think that there would have been one kid between the age of eight and 12 that would have thought that that was a busted uh, concept. I don't believe it. I don't think that there's one kid who would have thought that PlayStation move was an ill thought, you know, concept. I think that if we allowed kids to, maneuver their generation and you know make the games that mean something to them because they they're truly going to grow up only thinking nintendo was the only one that cared about them they really are because that because 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 in hindsight that's going to be the reality of this of the future is that nintendo is the only uh system that is allowing kids to really grow up in that fantastic sense of discovery they're not discovering anything with the games that we've had for the past two three decades this is the truth games that i played when i was a kid still exist as i am a grown adult they still exist and i feel like that's not that's not a good not again i'm not an analyst i'm not a, i'm not a money maker i just i i think more with the hope that we could just be better we could do better of course if if skyrim continues to make money on every single system they're going to milk it for everything it's worth doesn't matter where where as long as people pay the money for it same thing with everything else it's like people are going to pay money for it so why would they why would any company rush to stop making something that's lucrative i get it but to me, in in line of Microsoft, I think they're they're the ones outside of Nintendo that has the that runs the bigger risk when attempting to reach audiences that aren't aren't of their norm. And I and I applaud them for that. I I heavily applaud them for that. In other uh, topic, games as a service is 
you know, something that was on my brain. And I just, you know, it, it it's less about games as a service and more just about DLC and episodic content and seasons, which that one right there just really gets my blood boiling. Seasons. I, I, I always wonder why can't we just have a game come out like yesterday? You know, like when Nintendo and Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, Sega Saturn, Neo Geo, when all those systems were out and they were just cooking and making us as gamers feel awesome, you know, even PlayStation, even disc-based systems, even your Xbox, your original Xbox. You know, we weren't, we weren't worried about a continuation of anything outside of a sequel, a proper sequel. I think we have to stop allowing ourselves as gamers to be fooled into believing that, you know, stories have to continue to be told. No, they don't have to continue to be told. They should just be told in a very fleshed out sense, like a good book. You don't see Stephen King writing a continuation novella to it because he wants to tell the side story of what happened to this character or that character. He's not making additional content to connect to the Dark Tower series because he wants you to see the 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 side story of what happened to the gunslinger. No. When you when you make a story, you flesh it out for everything that it's worth. And you let that vision stand and and that's it. I believe that games are like books, man. Like you, you, you interpret it, you know, the, the author or the director has their interpretation. They put it out to the public and we just, we just feed into it. We take it however it's delivered. That, that's, that, that's my whole take. And I, and I think, I think it's, I think it's a double-edged sword because I think, I think on our end as gamers, we're expecting more all the time. It's always more, more, more. Okay. I just beat this game and yeah, uh, when are they going to come out with some new DLC? What? Like that shouldn't be your expectation. I, I, I would much rather, I'd much rather heighten the difficulty before I think about more DLC. That's why, like, right off of default, for for the majority of the games I play, I put it on hard right away. Cause I, cause I don't want to, unless a story is like so good and it's a page turning story. You know, there are some games like that where it's just like, man, I gotta, I gotta know. So you know, let me just kind of keep the story going. Uh, but in, but in a lot of instances, it's like, no, just put it on hard and just kind of go through it and and trial and error and learn and be better. Because a lot of one thing I can tell you for sure is that us as gamers are not as good as we 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 were before. I think Nintendo kids and Super Nintendo kids could kick the daylights out of out of uh, the kids or the people who play games today. The only thing that we the only thing that we've we've become better at and it's only it's, it's only because it's evolved through our our generation of gaming is Twitch reflexes. And that's what shooters because shooters weren't about twitch reflexes back then. But 
aside from that, I just think we have to take we have to we have to step back and stop making DLC and seasons and all this stuff so important. And the and these these companies have to just realize that that's just unfair. Like they like these companies should not be these companies should not be uh, thinking down the line about releasing new characters. Just release all the characters. Just give me a game with all the characters. I don't want to have to wait. Oh, well, when we were developing, we didn't have enough time. No, that's that's not a good enough reason. I'd much rather you take an additional year and give me everything and then go and work on something else, something different. Like that that's that's my idea of great gaming. One of the biggest uh examples that I could think of is Mortal Kombat 11. Great game. Amazing game actually. But I think it's an exploitive game. I think I think I think in hindsight when I when I when I go back to when I first bought it cuz when I bought it, I actually bought the edition that came with like the first uh dlc pack um because i knew that it was going to be stuff that was like like the like the um like the times before they would have like a guest character or something and i was just like you know what i don't care who the guest character is i just want to you know i just want to see what happens but then they came out with aftermath 30 bucks I already spent 60 or or 70. And now I got to spend 30 more dollars for a continuation of a story that was already done. You know, like I like I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. And then, you know, you got to turn around and pay for more DLC and and costumes and stuff like that. How about you just make the costumes unlockable? That all that stuff that they have that there is to buy could be in that crypt. Like I don't know. I I I think that would be cool. I think that would be fair. Like people people tend to forget about the games that meant something. Like do you guys remember playing Tekken 2? Tekken 3? where you went through you know the game with your character and you got your ending and then you got this character and you're like whoa who is that and you go and you check them out and then you you beat the game with them and you get their ending and then you say man i i think if i do this with all the characters i can get a crap load of other characters and it was something that we discovered it wasn't Oh, you know, it's not like they're doing now. Like now, I mean, Tekken 7 has been out forever and they're still releasing DLC characters because it's an exploitive tactic. Because us as gamers are not thinking about our own wallets. We have to vote with our wallets. And we got to tell them enough is enough, man. Enough is enough. Like all this all this stuff about DLC and seasons and stuff like that. That stuff is no bueno, man. Like we, it was better when we paid one price for a game and we got everything. That's value. And we as gamers should value our time and our money.
So outside of that, I wanted to talk about the digital transition in gaming and in uh, the entertainment. So what's funny is that I, I get a lot of gamers that I talk to who say, I will never go digital. Never, ever, ever, ever will I go digital. You're out of your mind. I'm going to continue to buy games because physical is the only way that you truly own something. Okay, that's fine. All fair. But what's the most convenient? I think for me, that's what I think more about when it comes to entertainment is how convenient is it? And it kind of got it kind of has me thinking because, you know, with the with the pandemic and, you know, how we're all still kind of uh, in this really weird time. There's a lot of stuff we still can't do. A lot of that has to do with entertainment, going to the movies. I mean, that was a big thing for me on Fridays, going out to the movies and enjoying, you know, whatever blockbuster or lack thereof that I could that I could uh, I could watch. But now it's like. There's the question. Should should we should we be so focused on getting over this pandemic so we can get back to the way things used to be? Or should we take this time in this pandemic to think about the the ways that certain things can improve? So and, and I and I know it's a very divisive question. I know there are a lot of people that will say, you know, and I think this will go in line with more of the people who talk about the physical experience of things, but I am not opposed to having these major distributors have me pay a premium for a movie that would be of theater quality. But the challenge therein is, is we as a, we as consumers would start to beg the question is what comes out in the theater any better than what premieres on a Netflix Hulu or Disney plus. It's a question. It's a really it's a really lucrative question. Now, I know there were a lot of movies that suffered uh, the pandemic. You know, Mulan from Disney, also Black Widow from Disney. Now, question is, would those movies have been any better in the theater or are they just as good on a streaming service? Because I'm one of those people that believe that streaming, streaming services is the way to go. It is the future. It is what we're going to do. It is the it is the most convenient factor of how we consume media today. That's what I believe. I believe that cable companies have become obsolete, just like uh, just like uh, what satellite television um, have become obsolete sometime in the in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. You know, when they when it just was an overall plan, you got to have cable or you have nothing. And now I think cable is obsolete. I think satellite television is obsolete. I think I think streaming services is what everybody should focus on because the focus should be choice, right? And I think that we as consumers have a choice on what it is we want to see and how much of it we want to see and when we want to see it. I have no problems getting Netflix for $9.99 and in an offbeat moment where they're not offering me anything that I want to see, I get rid of it. I don't have to call a cable company or satellite company and say, hey, I don't want this service, and they talk you back into something because they gave you 50% off. No, it's just, it's gone. 
and it'll come back when I when I deem it you know necessary. Like oh you know the uh, Stranger Things season four is finally gonna release uh, next week. Let me go ahead and get my my uh, subscription started back up. And I think that that is something that we have to consider because here's the funny thing: between every single streaming service and all their premium content, you're still paying less than cable still playing paying less than satellite television you're still paying less you're, you're astronomical numbers and 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 that's what i and and that goes back into the factor of uh movies in the theater movie ticket prices have have skyrocketed since i was a kid for sure so does does the way that we consume media today justify the prices of yesterday? If if there's a transition, let's say let's say that AMC.com, EdwardsCinema.com, UnitedArtists.com, um, Cinemark.com, let's say these become you know streaming services in preference of how we want to watch our movies. Would they have the right to charge us, I don't know, 24 bucks to watch it at home? I personally don't think so. I think that I think that Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, I think that their content that they're creating is so much more on par with the movie quality, the theater quality than television will ever be. It's the reason that network television is transitioning themselves and making their making their networks available through applications. You see it everywhere. So I think I I honestly think that I honestly think that what what movie distribute movie distributors should think about is how can, how can they you know how can they get how can they distribute this to the newer medium of digital formatting and still make money because the bottom line is that the while they're while while the uh while the movie distributors are twiddling their thumbs and the theaters are are remaining closed so there's really no place to distribute to um what's happening is netflix and all these other places they're they're getting they're becoming more lucrative and then they're paying the same actors to do the same amount of work equal to and it's just as good like there are times i would much rather watch something that premieres on netflix than to go out if it was in theater and and that that to me that's just like i i don't know like that that seems to be the greater form of evolution like i feel like that is a step in the right direction but a lot of people don't i don't know i think a lot of people are just so bought into the experience with the popcorn and the candy they're not even caring that you, that by the time you buy a ticket popcorn candy soda hot dog everything else and you got to give it to your date you've just spent about 60 to 80 bucks <laughs> when you could have just spent 9.99 on a subscription and made your own over Redenbacher and went to the 99 cent store and got your off off brand gummy bears and <laughs> your 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 fago uh soda and you know just kind of have the time of your life at home 
and you don't have to sit next to anybody annoying or nobody has to bump your knees or hit the back of your chair. You just be on your couch, chilling, watching movies. <laughs> but that's going to do it, guys. That's uh, more than a podcast. Hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. I really enjoyed this episode, kind of offshoot from uh, the normal uh, conversation, which is primarily games, but just kind of bouncing around, had a lot of thoughts and things going on. So, um, yeah, let me know what you guys think. Uh, do you guys think that uh, digital movie or movies should transition to digital services? Uh, what do you think about games as a service and DLC? Do you think seasons are acceptable um, in this time? Um how are you feeling about the Microsoft Xbox Series X? Do you think it's going to be on par with the PlayStation 5 or you think it's going to get left in the dust? And also, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever seen? Uh, if you want to answer any of those questions, you're more than welcome to hit me up on Twitter. Um, I'm at more TA podcast. Um, that is more TA podcast. And also, while we're talking about Twitter, um, we got two more weeks um, before the 28th. And on the 28th is when I announced the winner for the Cyberpunk 2077 giveaway. I'm giving away a copy of Cyberpunk 2077, and you can win just by easily following these instructions. Firstly and foremost, I am only shipping to the U.S. So if you're in the U.S., you automatically qualify. Unfortunately, I will not be able to ship internationally. I am sorry. Even if you have an American system, I can do nothing for you. But if you're in the U.S., you're good and gravy. Now, uh, the other part is just hit me up in the DMs. Um, you don't have to say anything freaky. Just say, I want Cyberpunk. And you are instantly entered to win. Uh, I have a great number of people who have already entered, but I would totally love more. Um, the more people that enters, um, the better chance that we have to amplify the, uh, the, the contest. So if I get 10 more or so, I just may give away two maybe even three copies of the same game so if you want a chance to win uh yeah hit me up in the dms more ta podcast and that is a wrap so with that being said you already know the drill take care of yourselves and each other and i will see you guys next time oh and don't forget um we are now starting with uh two new ventures um i'm gonna try to fill up the week uh with some content so Every Saturday, um, I want to say maybe two hours or three hours after the episode drops, I'm going to be recording more than a podcast unfiltered. It's basically going to be the response to the actual podcast. It goes live, talking a little bit more in depth, unfiltered, obviously. So keep your kids at home while you go and enjoy this in private because it's a doozy. And also going to be taking some time to stream uh, on YouTube Gaming some Magic the Gathering Arena. So if you're into Magic the Gathering or you don't know what Magic the Gathering is and you kind of want to learn and you like hearing people talk a lot of crap and kick a lot of butt, then come and check me out because I'm pretty good at the game. <laughs> well, anyway, that's going to do it. So as always, take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>